All right, guys, we're live. It's episode 279 of the Shooter's Mindset. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Co-host joining me, Greg Cannon's in the house. What's going on? Hey, everyone. Jennifer Seymour's in the house. What's going on, Jen? Hey, everybody. And the head dude in charge over at PRS. Welcome back, Shannon Kay. What's going on, Shannon? What's going on, fellas? Jim? It's good to have you back on. We had you on before. I didn't do my research on the episode, uh, but you can always just type in the YouTube search bar. Shooter's Mindset, Shannon K, and that one will pop up. But we got a lot of new announcements here coming up. We're going to start off with the show sponsors here, the folks over at gsltechnologies.com. Everything suppressor, silencer needs from the pistols to the big big bore caliber guns to the tactical community, they got it all. Uh, check out gsltechnologies.com. By the way, 2020, Shooter's Mindset, looking forward. New sponsors for the new year. So if you know anybody that's interested, you can always contact one of us. We'll get it hopefully getting talking with you um what else we have live questions if you're watching here live on the facebook on uh, the shooter's mindset facebook you want to post your questions in that live chat all right we're going to get them out to shannon throughout the show we expect a lot of questions here so if we don't get to them our apologies but we expect this one to be pretty uh, hype on the live side um i don't know other other than that let's kick this one off here uh Shannon, for those who aren't familiar with you, tell us quickly a little bit more about yourself, and let's jump into this new 2020 PRS. Yeah, so so not not too much about me, opposed to to what we got going on with with the the PRS. I think uh, Jewel and I and everyone on the PRS team um, actually did a pretty good job of making it more about the mass directors and the shooters this year, and, and the and the results actually have been been phenomenal. We we closely doubled our numbers for the pro series, and then kind of restructured the the regional series and, and our membership is was huge. So, um, you know, things went well. It was a good year. You know, I, I, I actually retired from the military in, in um, October. And so it seems like it's not that long ago, but it seems uh, um, uh, like it was years ago. So it's been a, it's been a busy year. It's been a successful year with sports grown. And, um, you know, obviously I'm happy to be retired and folks in the purest focus on k and and all of our training and, most people from the Pierce know us for our matches, but really it's our training. That's our, our, our backbone, but um, it's good to be back with you guys. So I look forward to it and, and getting everyone's questions as well. Yeah. I think when we had you on that, you were kind of just jumping into the PRS thing. Like you were fairly, you just kind of took it over. There was a lot of new plans. A couple seasons go by, I think now. And uh, Jen, you shot, I think before Shannon K and then during, right? You, yeah. you, you like where that PRS is kind of going here? Yeah, I think it's good. We've had some growth this year, and it's just been some some changes that are good, having the qualifiers, and I like the way they did the finale because I got to go. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's always good when you end up getting that invitation. We were riding you, so like, you're a pro shooter now, man. You made the finale. Like, this is a big deal. Oh, gosh. Right? right? No, Great. actually, you're... I'm a semi-pro shooter now. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Does that hurt your feelings, Jen? No, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. I don't got, <laughs> you got downgraded. Holy shit. No, I was glad to. I was like, oh, Lord, please don't make me. And David was, my husband was looking at him. He's like, uh, you missed it by two slots. I was like, oh, good. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Greg, what do you got, man? Anything on your side? Yeah, we got a few live ones, but um, on this classification system, man, I've been. I've been telling this girl, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm a pro shooter, you know, because I signed up for Gap Grind. I got to shoot as a pro, and she heard all about that. And uh, I had to explain to her now that I'm actually a 
a marksman, not a, not a professional. <laughs> what did you say she said about that? Didn't she say something funny when she found out you weren't actually a pro? Something, something along the lines, oh, I thought you were a pro, but I guess you're not. <laughs> and there, yeah. there was a couple of Facebook posts about that too. So on that, on that one, yeah. So there's a lot of, you know, everybody wants to, to be a pro, but, and that's the, the emotional side about it. So anyone that's obviously familiar with the grind, which, which a lot of people are, because it's such a, a big match, that match and that those, those, you know, what we call a pro and match has absolutely no relation whatsoever to what the classifications are in the PRS. So, um, and those are, are strictly, those are two separate entities. You know, nothing will change for the requirements for the grind. I think we got that pretty, pretty ironed out this year. Um, but that is really for the classifications as you, as you come to it is really when you look at our membership and you're like, oh my gosh, we have close to a thousand members and plus all these other shooters that are participating within the PRS without, without being members. We need, you know, if, if you're in 600th place, um, and 150, 100 are getting invited to the finale, you know, plus all the categories and, 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 and divisions. So 200, 200 man match. We, we have to have something for those people to, to compete within their peers, to keep it within their time constraints, to compete within, you know, their, their abilities, their equipment, um, and allow them to set attainable goals, you know. Um, so I, I wanted to do this last year, but like you said, I think Greg, or, or maybe it was you, Anthony was like, hey, well, you, you know, we did just take over. We kind of got it dumped on our lap last year, and, and we didn't want a whole lot of change. We needed to kind of right the ship, and we did. So this year, we're, and I know everyone's excited about the AG series and some of the other in the Gaskin division, but the classifications are our biggest initiative this year. I think it's the best thing for the sport. I know guys disagree, and I want to hear their, their input um, on the classifications. Unfortunately, some guys are pistol guys, and they just aren't thinking through – you know, the, the variables that the precision rifle brings, the lack of consistency and having certain things. But um, I think we have it right. We use the master director committee and, and obviously, and right now, which is why I'm coming on your guys' show, you know, we kind of have an open session session. Hey guys, I got a week or two, go us, give us your feedback. Because um, a lot of minds are going to be better than just one or a lot of minds, especially the shooters inputs can be valuable to us in the master director committee. So we're excited about it guys. It's going to be, a, it's going to be an awesome year, awesome year for us. Yeah. yeah, and guys, what Shannon was saying, if you guys have any comments, questions, brilliant remarks or whatever, feel free to uh, hit us up in the live stream and we'll we'll ask Shannon and we'll go through a couple of these here in a second. Yeah, let's let's dig into the new classification system here. I like like you said, any I mean, it, I don't care what what game you play. Anytime there's a big change in the classification system, you're going to get two sides like people who disagree people who love it you know what i mean some people are in between i don't you know so it, you know i see it on the pistol side when they change a little rule or add a little rule it's like a big deal to a lot of folks so let's dig in there what is pro shooter semi-pro marksman how do you qualify to get these titles yeah so so a, a lot of the pistol guys are, are so married because that's what they're familiar with and, and, and of course i don't want to be blind to that like oh you got to do it this way you get it this way and, and there's some value because that, that, that those organizations are so, I mean, there's a pistol range in every, every city. So there's, there's hundreds, thousands of, of matches and then obviously tens of thousands of shooters that compete. So, you know, 
us is what people don't understand. They think this PRS is this huge organization, which it is. It's very big. Um, but we have constraints too, and, and things need to be automated. And if you look at our member base and look at our structure, th there's limits to what we can do and what we can do reasonably. And then if you tie that into um, what actually makes sense, if you purely look at some of, well, we have these standard stages and that's how you do it. You shoot three or four matches and then you get your classification. Well, in the precision rock world, we can't standardize things because there's too many variables in the sport, whether it's the conditions, whether it's the, the, the match, whether it's the range, there's, there's too many variables. So that's why having a series for long range is actually the, it, why not, might not be that perfect is the beauty about it is because we, we make up in time and redundancy with all these matches to get the consistency or the best consistency that we can have for these classifications. So we had the old system, which we had in the, the regional series, our club series, which I started back with the PRS years ago. And I was like, Hey, we have that coding. Let's go and implement it. It's almost, a, it's almost revenue neutral. Um, and it, and it fits the bill. And so we, we kind of farmed that around in the, the mattress committee and, and nothing really came up. And then the, the sh we kind of slowly pushed it to the shooters, at least on the members page. And we got some good feedback. So we immediately went back to the board of the committee and kind of redid it. Um, and I think it's a better system now. Um, and it works within our constraints. That's what people don't understand. We have constraints too as an organization uh, on the website and scoring and, and what we can do for the match directors, which we don't know, which we don't own. So, um, the top 20% are going to be professional. The top 25% will be semi-pro. The next 25% will be marksman. And the remaining 30% are going to be amateur. And when that happens, um, it will be the last match after the series, not to include the finale. So that way you're shooting against your peers. You shoot whether you shoot 10, 20 matches or you shoot three or four, um, it doesn't matter you have that mark and you can either improve your score, improve your classification. That mark is, is done. So this year, 2019, take out the finale. What's on the website right now, that is everyone's classification for 2020. They will shoot in that class for 2020. They will compete in the finale in that class in 2020. And then next year, we'll do the same thing. After the, after the season's over, everyone gets reclassed for 21 but like I said, they stay in that finale. So it works pretty good. It gives a consistency that a lot of shooters want for. I talked to a couple of shooters on the phone that they sent me an email and um, it, it works pretty well. And it enables guys to be able to, to compete against each other, have a goal and keep that goal for, for, for year round. Um, and it, uh, I think it'll do phenomenal things for the sport, especially those guys not at the, at the highest level that are qualifying for the finale, because we will invite the semi-pro guys and the marksmanship and the amateur guys to the finale. Um, and at a certain segment, I think we have it five in the rule book as we have it typed up right now. So everyone will have a, have a goal and then they get reclassed. So if you look at the scores right now, you'll actually see at the finale, you'll see one, and of course many of them are pro, but you'll see a lot of semi-pro kind of mixed in there at different things just because of how they got classed. So it, um, it, once guys understand it, I think it's going to be good and um, will help grow the sport and give everyone a home, which is obviously a, a pillar of our mission statement. So we needed to act on that mission statement, and, and we did this year for 2020, so we're excited about it. That's really cool. And as a very low-level shooter, like I know one thing a lot of people mentioned was that it was going to give people like goals to, to shoot for. 
and like with where I'm currently placed, like trying to, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to make the finale next year. Like probably not, but that's the only thing I can think of as a goal. And now, you know, there's a lot closer things for me to shoot for. And, uh, just playing the show in the background here. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. That was me. I just Jeez, saw Twani. Twani was talking crap on the feed. I shouldn't watch it. I know. He and said he's uh, bored. Him, I got something for him. Don't worry about it. No, you, you, can, you can pull it up, but you pause the feed. That's how I do it because yeah, yeah, it's usually delayed in the live. Yeah, just mute it. <laughs> so, you know, guys, one thing I didn't cover on, um, on the classifications, if, if I'm a new shooter, so – you know, so Greg, say say it's a, a couple of years back and, and you're getting into it. You're like, hey, I just set up the PRS in my first year. So how do I get classified? How do I how do I go to the finale? Well, you're going to come in and you sign up. Since you didn't shoot last year, if you're that new shooter, you're going to be unclassified for the entire year. You can still place. You still get your points. You still can go to the finale, all that stuff. Once we do that classification kind of set point, which is at the end of the year, those unclassed or new shooters will immediately that year – get pegged in to where they finish at the year and get an invite if they qualify for the finale. So even if you're a new shooter at any level, you'll be able to jump right in and, and fit in with your, uh, within your, your segment of, of how you're competing. So, um, you know, Greg, you said it about goal setting. I mean, and that, that's the thing It's Hey, I want to be top hundred. I want to be top 50. I want to be top 10. Hey, I want to qualify for finale. Okay. Well, after that, what do we have? So if we're just going to, focus on 200 shooters great that's not good for the sport we really need to focus on those shooters that are in the margins thinking about shooting or already are shooting and give them something to take ownership in to have achievable and and attainable goals um and, and allow them to, sh to, to show progress and so I, for us all the things we're going to talk about i see people talking about um uh you know, AG Cup and Gasca, and those are all great. But this is this is the bread and butter. This is really the pillar that is is what we need for for the sport as far as the PRS is concerned. The top guys will always take care of them. Obviously, they'll take care of themselves. But this is, in, in my opinion, the, the best thing we have for the sport, and 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 no one else could, no one else is doing it, and and, and we need to because we're always leading from the front. Yeah, it's definitely nice. Let's head over and hit a couple live ones real quick. We got a whole bunch of people saying. Hey, what's up? Swanee said no cigars. Um, we go through these. Uh, Jared White said Shannon's beard game is weak. Um, My what's weak? Your beard game. Yeah, well, you know, I just got too lazy and I had, and I had to shave it. <laughs> my, uh, my new buddy Sam Phelps said that that's the best Christmas tree he's ever seen. Thank you, Sam. I love it. I built it myself. Um, Lee's asking about gas gun division. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. Um, Sam wants to know if you only get a classification with a pro membership or do you get one with regional as well? Yeah, so that's a good question. So the region, once each region in the Southeast is very close, um, and we might launch that mid-year depending on how the membership drive goes because we had close to 3,500 just in that region. Once the regions hit four to 500 shooters, we will incorporate um, that same classification system into the regions for the one-day matches. Awesome. Um, someone wants to know if it's true the precision that PRS now stands for Python Rifle Series. Yeah, who said that? Oh, freaking <laughs> George. What is people not fair thing to do? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Anything from Mike or George or Swanee, 
just go ahead and ignore it, guys. Just ignore it. Yeah, because like, I'm trying to be professional. These guys want to, um, they want to play games, you know. All right. Corey uh, K wants Anthony to put on his HD gold glasses. Oh shit! <laughs> I, I got them. They're they're close. I would have to jump off set real quick, but I got them. Let's say my, mine are in my in my truck. I'm packed to head to the range tomorrow. Um, Mike wants to know what your thoughts are on people potentially sat sandbagging so they don't up class and don't get bumped from the finale. So I, I think it'd be incredibly difficult to to sandbag because you just don't know where you're gonna you're gonna fall. Now we can't have a fix for all, but if you want to sandbag and you want to qualify for the finale and say you're a semi-pro, well then you, you need to shoot well. So if you sandbag to keep your semi-pro status. Well, then you're not going to do well in semi-pro and because there's so many shooters across the country it, it, it's almost impossible to try to to time that so if guys stand back down great you're going to be a semi-pro but you're not going to get invited to the finale or you're not going to be in that semi-pro class because you're just not going to know how yeah. other shooters that that's the thing the system's dynamic it's based off percentage i know some people don't like that but it's very feasible for us and, and you know, whether our membership is is 900 or it's 2000, you know, it fits. Now, of course, we get to 2000, we'll, we'll look to add some more, but yeah. sandbagging because we're doing it this way and because you're stuck with that that classification all year, um, you know, a, a semi pro could actually be in the top 75 in the country, but he's still a semi pro. So he might compete the semi pro that year, but then the next year he's going to be bumped up to a pro. So you can't, if you, you, it's, it's almost impossible to sandbag. And then if you try to sandbag, you're just going to get bumped up or you're going to get bumped down. So um, it, it really doesn't benefit the shooters because there's no way to, to truly game it. Christopher wants to know, are you only inviting a certain number from each classification? Yeah. So if you guys go on onto the Purist website, all the rules are there. Based off these questions and feedback we're getting from these week, two week ascension session, I expect some clarifications to it. Um, cause we've got some really good feedback. Um, but all those rules are in the 2020 rule book and they're all highlighted. The first two or three pages are all highlights to, to what we changed from 19 to 20. So you don't even need to look in there and read a 30 page rule book. You could just look at the first three pages and those are the highlights of all the changes that were approved by the match director committee. Yeah. I really like the classification system in the sense that you, the way you have it set up it's almost impossible to sandbag like you said and i you know you always hear about the sandbaggers in the pistol game and it's so easy to do it because it's a it's a the classification it's the same kind of classification style uh course of fire that you're running that if you know you're doing well you can bosh a reload or or drop a delta shot on a target just so you can maintain that that bc class or whatever class you want to be in so you can rick get all the trophies because you know you're going to smack <laughs> everybody up in that division I mean, it's super easy to do it. I mean, people do. Yeah, I know it, people it, who do it on purpose. Impossible. So, so <laughs> Anthony, if me, you were, were say semi-pro or marksman guys, and and that's how we finished in 2019. So we know all of 2020 that we're going to be marksmen, right? And so we'll compete all year against each other. Well, someone's going to win that classification. So if I sandbag because I want to keep marksman, well, yeah, I might stay a marksman, but I'm not going to win anything. So how are you going to sandbag? Yeah. And if me and you keep competing against each other. And at the end of the year, you know, we improve and we improve against our peers. Well, guess what? Next season, depending on those percentages of where the season ends, 
we are actually going to be probably semi-pro, maybe even pro if we have a really good year. So um, it's almost impossible to sandbag. So um, I, I know guys are worried about that, but I think that's a, a, a less than than one a one percent problem and almost impossible to do. So um, you know, I, I just I, I just don't see it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm digging it. You know, I mean, you're never going to make everybody happy. You know, you're, you're just not because I can see some body people. Well, so if I don't shoot a season, let's say I was pro, I don't I take a couple years off. I'm going to lose my pro classification technically, right? Until I come back and work my way back up, or is how is that? Yeah. So, so really, um, to minimize the the the, the crosstalk and the, and the admin load, if you take a couple years off or a year off, or you come back. You're just going to shoot on class that year, at least during the season, but you're still going to go to the finale wherever you play. So if I take a year off and, and I'm usually a, you know, a top 10 guy in the country, you know, um, like this year I was hosting the finale. So I shot a couple matches and, and say I dropped down or say I didn't shoot. Well, then I shoot, I'll come back the next year. I'll be on class, but that doesn't mean I'm not competing. I can't, I'm still going to be tallied and scored the same. I'm still going to be ranked the same. And then after that last match, if I'm top five in the country, I'm going to get labeled as a pro and I'm going to the finale as a pro that year. And I'll just keep that pro standing or whatever my classification is for that next year as well. Okay. So you could go class up, class down. So really being unclassified is not a derogatory thing by any, none of it's derogatory by any means. Um, but it just, um, you know, allows us to, allows a process for people to get there and, and to have a way in, if you will. Rusty Russell wants to know, do the classifications get recognized at matches with trophies or is it only relevant to the series? Yeah, so here's the thing that, that I really need, and that's why we did that four to 500 shooter threshold at the regional series. So anytime we add these, anytime the PRS adds classifications or adds something, well, we have 40 match directors that are out there that are independent, that own their own match that we have a, a, a cooperative relationship on. So I can't go out and that's why they form the committee and we vote on these things. I can't go out and say, Hey, you guys have to give trophies to this. I mean, I can, or I just go back and say, Hey, if you don't do this, you're not going to do a PRS match. Well, that's, we'd like it not to come to that. That's, that's, that's bad business. So for this year, as we implemented it, the match directors do not have to recognize the classifications even though it'll be easy to do, just like top female military, stuff like that. Um, the, but what I want, because I, what I need the match directors to see is to see how it's grown their sport and it helps their matches. In 2021, it, it will be required, um, but I have to do that over a process to get those guys on board, get those guys to see, you know, it wasn't too long ago, guys were doing top three and maybe top mill or whatever. Now we got production tactical and, and, and some guys, you know, don't like that. But the guys that get it, the guys that run the top matches, the guys that have the pool matches, they're saying like, hey, that the, you know, there's there's different. We need this for the sport. It's not just the top three. So, you know, once we get past that that emotion, they'll do it. And and I'm actually not opposed to the match directors, you know, recognizing just the top three in open, and then top semi pro marksman and amateur, which is only one additional trophy plus all the categories that they're going to do. Or have and I'll, and we've been and we're talking about it. Hey guys, if if you got ten semi pro guys, you know, and you got those marksmanship guys, and you want to come to your match, well, guess what? 
you, you'll see your roster because they're going to register. So what are you doing um, that the next guy's not going to do? Because you know the other mat, the big matches we're going to do it. KM's going to do it. Hey, I'm, I'm going to spend the money on the additional trophies, and, and it costs a lot of money. But if I have you know five of those shooters, well then great because I know one of those is a write-off for a trophy. But maybe I wouldn't have had those five guys. It's the same thing with the with the gas gun division, which I know we're going to talk about in a little bit. You know, how many gas guns do I have? If I only have two, okay, well, maybe I'm not doing a trophy, but I might recognize the shooter with something off the prize table certificate, something there needs to be recognition. So we need to work on that as, as match directors, but we also, the shooters need to understand, um, you know, when they sign up for a membership and the relationship between the peers and the match directors, there's there's some, some um, civility there that we need to, give time to implement and, and, and time to see that before it just gets so overburdened and so complicated. So we'll get there, but for the gas gun and classifications for 2020, it is not a requirement. And we'll revisit that in 21, once we have good information on how, how this year went. Um, so um, one more question, Andy was asking, how does he determine what class he is by place? So I believe on the website, it has listed out that by your name. Yeah, right? so right now, everyone that's a member is already classed. <clears throat> so if you go to the PRS website, you, you will see the classification that you were shooting last year. So I know a week ago, it had the old classification system that we're working on. We changed that based off some good feedback from the shooters and stayed flexible and agile on that and, and have a better system, we think, um, going now, working with some of the match directors. George helped me out a bunch with it. Um, from GA. So the, um, the, uh, that, um, you know, that, that, that's significant. So guys on the, on there right now. So if you're a new shooter, you're just going to shoot on class until next October, and then you're going to get your classification for the finale. So it's already there. It's already up for, for everybody. Thanks. So you got something you want, you want to throw? Yeah, let me get back over here to it. So the new thing that there's a lot of buzz about, the AG Cup series. So we had an AG Cup match this year that was kind of a new thing. Um, the inaugural Cup seemed like a huge hit. Um, but tell us about how the new series is going to work in 2020, because I know it's going to be a little different. So let me – so if people really paid attention to the um, – the PRS, they saw last year, I was kind of flirting with for a month or two on a website, having some sort of type elite series. You know, the, the, the top guys, I think they're special and they walk on water and they, everything should be geared towards them. And, and I try to tell them they don't understand, you know, how, how it works. It's, it's everybody. It's, it's all shooters. Um, and so we, we didn't do it. It was new. There was, there was some transition, there was some turmoil and, and, and just silliness and, and now we have a year of growth and, and, and Jules done a phenomenal job and the rest of the PRS team, Travis and all that. And, and so now, now it's time. We're one of folks, just like we're one of focused on all the shooters. We also want to focus, when you look at our scoring system, you look at the sport and its maturity. Okay. How do we really capture those top guys? We did their qualifiers and you know, it, it was, it was 12 months ago, not even 12 months ago. I came on here. We talked about that. I was like, Oh, tell me about those qualifiers. Now we did them as much to do about nothing. And you know what? they worked exactly how they were designed to do. It really shared the, um, and, and created that competitive parity that we needed. And so we just took it a step further um, with something I wanted to start last year. And then have, having Tom from Armageddon gear come in and do the AG cup, it was kind of a perfect fit. Cause he's like, dude, I'm getting hammered. 
you know, he was like, dude, I, you know, I got guys that should have been invited that didn't. And I'm like, yeah, I know, man, you got guys that never won a PRS match. And I won six. You didn't invite me. You know, I'm like, yeah, you're screwed up. You know? Um, so, you know, all these things happen. are, how do we fix it? I'm like, well, I had this idea. And, and so we kind of worked on it. And so the, the AG cup is going to retain basically, you know, Tom and just, just his match and the, the PRS AG series is going to feed that. So, it's a buy-up process in that membership because it is absolutely, excuse me, an aspirational series and really designed for those that either want to gamble, you want to chase TV time, want to be the best of the best. It is not designed for the average shooter. Now, I knew I could sign up for it, and that's fine. They want to take a run at it. That's fine. Um, but it is really for the elite elite. It should be small numbers, um, and it it, it – doubles the match fees essentially at each one of the qualifiers. Um, but ha that whatever that double is, that two extra 250 essentially goes back into the pot, right back to the shooters based off that, that payout bracket that we have set up. So there's eight and they're spread out across the country. They're essentially flagship matches um, for the PRS. We'll film them. Uh, we haven't announced it yet, but with Tactaholics is going to do um, film them for us and potentially feed Shooting USA. Shooting USA is going to promote it, and then obviously it's going to lead up to the big Shooting Ace production with Armageddon gear for the Cup. So, um, you know, there's been a little bit of question. We need to clarify some of those rules, and and really not the rules, but the standards. To shoot the AG series, you cannot get any points unless they're an AG match, and you need to shoot three AG Cup qualifiers. Um, so it's not just standard matches. So it's, it's the elite of the elite getting together eight times a year and competing out to be absolutely the best. Um, and the beauty about it, if it doesn't do as well as, as we like, or shooters don't like it or whatever, it's nested with the pro series. So every AG cup qualifier is also a PRS match and it's also a PRS pro qualifier. So it's those shooters that want to go to a qualifier at any level, any class, they could go get their points, get their qualifier points, which everyone's familiar with. And then they could see and witness, which is only the, really the, the PRS could do. You could actually compete with the best shooters and see them go head to head and really see how you stack up any given weekend on the field in, in a bunch of different terrains. So it, it's a phenomenal series. Um, it, it, I think it's It's really going to be the, the, the I think the, the, the pro series is the flagship. This is the aspirational kind of elite kind of, the, the tippy top of uh, uh, only a certain segment are going to want to do it. Um, I could be wrong. There could be a bunch of guys want to take a stab at it and we'll see how it goes, you know? So um, yeah, I'm, ex I'm excited about that too. So that'll be fun. It'll be neat to see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm digging, I'm digging the direction that it's going in. Cause I just, I keep comparing the pistol game to it and I'm like, and like you, you, yeah, the pro shooters, you know, they have this, you know, aura around them, and it's well deserved, and everybody respects their opinion and what they have to say, and that's great. But even in the USPSA thing, it's the body of the membership is made up of C class shooters. So if you I mean you cater to these top guys, you know, you're eliminating almost the majority of your body of membership. So you gotta tweak things and make things fair for all you know essentially so yeah well, uh, we got to give you're right anthony we got to give everybody a home regardless who, of, of who they are and really the precision rifle kind of community has kind of been ignoring that i've been kind of the squeaky wheel on it 
you know, like, hey, guys, I don't think you understand, you know, how yeah. the pyramid works. You want to be top of the pyramid? Well, there needs to be a base underneath you. And if, if you think the organization, as far as the PRS and the sponsors, just want me to focus on the top 100, that's important. We want to recognize competitive achievement as part of our mission statement, but it's also growth of the sport. So we got to keep everything in balance. And, and I think, and I'm glad we finally are. And, um, you know, it goes into some of the production type improvements we have as, as well. We're looking at all that, all the aspects that, um, that help. So good. There we go. Greg, you want to pull a couple of the, a couple live ones that are kind of on topic. I know there's a quite a few piling up here. Yeah. I don't think we have many on the AG cup, but I do have a couple of really good questions that I've been looking through um, that are kind of unrelated, but related to the topic of the show. Um, Ethan, Ethan Poe has a question about points deductions in the new PRS rules. Yeah. And he asked if that means no, no more true KYL st stages where you reset to zero if you miss. Yeah, that is correct. So, oh my God, thank you. I mean, but <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, yeah. So I've been a proponent of that like for years. And I think a lot of, you know, a lot of shooters that compete at a high level, you know, when they look at a match, and they go, hey, I beat X competitor for 19 out of 20 stages, but I made one mistake on stage 20, which happened to be a KYL. That KYL cost me four, five, 10, nine points, whatever it may be, but I outcompeted him for 19 other stages. That is a competitive disparity that does not reward the most consistent shooters. And I know there's different arguments on it, so I didn't really want to touch it. In fact, this year when I when I presented to the match directors, I, I didn't bring this one up. They did. I brought it to a vote, and I don't think there was but one or two match directors that wanted to keep it. So what, what that'll do, so basically what we did this year, as guys are reading those rules, a, a match director cannot deduct a point for any reason whatsoever. Um, so you shoot, you hit your target, you that, that point goes in your pocket. Um, and I, I think that's a good thing because as it gets more competitive, it, as people invest so much in their traveling and, and this and that, it, they, they don't want that. And, I, and the match directors know that they could still test because any, any competition is really testing our training. We could still get the same outcome as far as testing, knowing your limits through TYLs, through, you know, racks, shoot, shoot to move on, not shoot to move on, still use the same target training, same test. We're just not taking a significant amount of points away, you know, so having one shot, a miss potentially deduct four points um, does not necessarily show con consistency next to the guy that shows hits four points and shoots for it and, and stops the fist. So um, that was an overwhelming vote that all the match directors voted on. So it was, it was pretty simple for us. So I think most shooters are going to be just like your face, Greg. I think most dudes are going to be like, heck yeah, Roger that. And, and, you know, like, um, um, have that feeling because I always get so nervous before the KYL stages. And, you know, every time I talk about them, I say I hate them. But I shot a local match last weekend and I literally won the match because I was the only person at the match that actually knew what my limits were with that rifle at that distance. And I got nine points on the stage. And I think one other person got more than zero. So... Yeah. 
so that's the thing. So that's a that's a perfect example why why I'm glad we did what we did is is you should take that stage out and then go back and look at the other nine whatever stages and see how you compare. And that that's a more realistic um, without leaving it up to chance. So I think as far as the sport gets more competitive now, that benefited you, but may, mm -hmm. might not have benefited someone else that that outperformed you for exactly you know whatever it is so that's a that was an easy uh, easy input mm -hmm. um so Stephen holloway says that he's brand new and looking at getting into the sport and it seems a bit overwhelming overwhelming confusing and he needs some advice and i could kind of speak to this one a little bit because i am by far the most newbie newbie here um get onto some of the local um the regional pages for the, the, the Precision Rifle Series has, or you know, type in wherever you live and Precision Rifle Series, PRS, whatever. Find a Facebook group, go out to a small local match. Um, don't worry about, you know, oh, I need to have a game changer. I need to have a Kestrel, anything like that. Just show up, meet people. Um, and literally it is the, the nicest group of people you'll ever meet. Um, in my first year, I had some of the, the top shooters in the sport literally come up to me and say, here, try this, you know, oh, you need this, you know, here, use this discount code to get it. So just show up yeah. with whatever you have, you know, especially if you have a local match close by. And Yeah, I mean, Greg, you're right on that. You know, it, as people don't understand, they see all this stuff we're talking, it, it's uh, just like a foreign language show. It's actually not that complicated. Guys, sign up for a match. Link up with your match director. Tell them, hey, I'm a brand new shooter. I'm nervous. I guarantee all the match directors I know will take their time, call that guy up, and, and welcome in and pair him up with some people that they know are going to take care of him, which mm -hmm. is about 99% of the field. Just come out and shoot and figure all this stuff out on the fly. Read the rules. I'm shocked how many people don't read the website and the rules. The information is there. Yes, we help us with some clarifications if you don't understand, but I'm shocked how little some people contact us um, and, and ask because we will we'll answer you within 24 hours. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, that's the way I did it. I just showed up to a local match, did some research, basic research before, showed up to a match with what I had, and these guys just, you know, gave me the gear I needed and just walked me through it. I'm fortunate enough to, you know, drag a new shooter into a match that, you know, it's just working up to confidence. I think some people just – Ah, they, they want to do it, but they just put it on the back burner and just never get out. You just got to get out. And once you get out, you're almost going to be like, man, I want to shoot. And then that person that I brought wants to shoot every local match that she can get her hands on now. It's like, that's perfect. Yeah. That's exactly what you want for the bug to bite you. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And then and then eventually, you know, you, you find what works for you and then you play the game. And that's it. Simple. It, it, I know it's easier said than done, but that's – it's – show up to a local match man with what you got or just watch if anything if you don't have anything you just watch or borrow gear i'll be happy to lend i have plenty of shit plenty of good quality gear that you guys can be i won't even shoot it you can just use my gear if you want i've been there done that so jen welcome back yeah sorry <laughs> my computer like completely froze it's like okay well maybe i'll turn it off and come back <laughs> you want to get you want to get one more in or do you want to j jump over to gas gun let's see uh we we got a lot of good ones um here's ali zane wants to know what happens if you finished high in the regional series but only shot one match in the pro series and are classed as an amateur um assuming talking about finale and getting in there yeah so it it, it that is 
if you're using the regional series as a vehicle to the um, two-day finale, the pro series finale, that's not a problem. You know, if you only shoot one one two-day match and you got 88 points and say, well, good, you're probably going to be classed as an amateur just because you don't have enough matches to get your points up. And that's okay. You'll just, you'll get your invite to the finale the same. So those are, there's a, there's a wall in between those two. Those are two separate series um, with a, a very small segment of the top guys to get into the finale, but the classification doesn't affect those processes at all. Um, uh, I'm digging it here. We're going to move on to the Gaskin series. I know we had some questions already. People have been hinting at it. Uh, Gaskin division people have been asking about it. What are the requirements? And how do we see it playing out? So I know a couple of years ago, I might be jumping the gun on how many years, but it seemed to be super hype back then. Everybody wanted, was asking for it. We got it. And then it kind of was there. And then it, I think it seemed to die out or what, what happened with it? Yeah. So, you know, my, my take on it, I wasn't too, um, you know, you know, Sean was running that. And then, and then the last director was kind of, kind of assumed it. And it did, and, and of course, as a match director at that time, I wasn't too involved in, in the series. That was a time I was kind of taking a, a, a little hiatus. Um, it did do well. There was eight, 10 matches across here that did well, but what we I'm always a big numbers guy. What do the numbers say? There's so much emotion. Now these guys are sandbagging. Well, this match is a meatball match. Really, guys, what, what's, the, what's the math say? So the math said on the, on the gas gun, that we did bring in a lot of small frame shooters outside the series. Um, a lot of the large frame shooters, we actually ate our own, if that made sense. A lot of the bolt gun guys jumped over and, and did both throughout the year. And, um, and, and then it, it petered out, you know, the year before I, I took over and, and matches were canceled. Um, and, and I was a little hesitant too, based off the numbers. I, I ran a match, um, and, and I, the concept was phenomenal. The series was from a little bit of pistol, a little bit, you know, gas gun, the scoring. I, I thought all that was on the mark. Guys had great feedback. We did one match um, on, on a Friday, Saturday, and then did our two-dome-bolt match right afterwards so guys could shoot both if they wanted to, um, and it went well. But it, it did fade off a little bit. So, you know, really no one has – there's really no one to blame other than, you know, the, than the shooters. Um, and we know we want that. There's a big segment. There's a bunch of sponsors. There's a bunch of shooters. We, we you know, we've seen what Noveski's done with their little series and, and some of the challenges they had and some of the successes they had. Um, and, and, but we keep getting requests from them. And it's kind of like, Hey guys, no, we just, we can't, if we're going to do something, we're going to do it well. And so the decision was made is like, guys, I'm not even going to entertain a separate series that's been tried, uh, the market's not ready for it. People will talk about it and there's Facebook and then there's actually doing. So, but we did want to give those guys that are super dedicated Gaskin guys um, an opportunity to come on out, throw the sport, run their gas guns, support the industry guys that want to be a part of it. Um, so we just basically essentially made it a division. While not perfect, it's a good starting point that we can slowly grow it with the um, with the um, as the shooter participation participation rises, so essentially there are no rules. If you want to shoot in the gas gun divisions, go up, sign up for a membership, and go shoot a PRS match. Whether you're shooting a large frame, shooting a small frame, 
There's no scoring. It is scored exactly like a pure spoken match, which might not be ideal, especially if you're a small frame guy trying to shoot 1,200 yards. Um, but that's what we have. And we're just going to take a small bite, see how it does, watch it, um, give guys a home that are running gas guns, let them compete against each other within the structure we already have for the bolt guns and um, reevaluate it every year and see if we want to break that into different classes and, and, and um, you know, potentially take it from there. I don't want to get too deep. I have concepts, I have ideas in my mind, but it would take a talented mass directors to do it, but we need the numbers first. So we tried to offer it, or I guess not say we, but the PRS tried to offer it. They did a pretty good job on it. The numbers fell off. Um, there's still a demand there and this kind of scratches the itch. Um, and so we're excited to see another division with the Gaskin guys. And, and I, I, I take it, I think most guys will be large frame type guys that come on out and, and want to compete. Um, so we're another, again, another growth. Boom. There we go. We've got a lot of live, man. Yeah. Let's so Francis um, wanted to know, um, this is back to the AG cup. It's just, we just now got to it, but he wanted to know if the entry fee has been determined for the AG finale. Like this year it was a thousand dollars. I think they want to know before they put in the money, you know, how much it's going to cost. Yeah, to so that. that is completely up to Tom because that is his match. Now I do know talking to him at the AG cup this year, uh, I was like, Hey Tom, if you could reduce that since we're taking 50, this is all conceptual. So don't hold me to it. You need to direct those. The, the final answer will rest up to Tom, but he's going to take the top 50 shooters that should help him in reducing the cost um, of the AG AG cup and, and make it more attainable from people and still get them the, the dollars in the funds in to, to, to have those big payouts for everybody. I do think he's, he's potentially considering tiering the payouts as well, get more people um, up a pot there. So I think he's going to make it a little bit more, you know, attainable. Um, but again, that, that is up to him. Um, but I know we talked about a concept where 50 people get invited the first day or so, you know, basically think of golf, there'll be a cut and then shooters will continue to get cut for the TV show going in through probably a three day match at the end, at, at the end of the day. But that, that is not, that hasn't been determined at this point. There we go. Um, they also want to know if you're going to put on any clinics. PRS clinics. And, and also gas gun clinics also. Gascon Clinics and George also wants to know if you're going to do any clinics at matches this year. I would put on a clinic. I just got to get my, my GT to shoot to, to my standards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I see him talking trash right here. So that's fun. He can suck that down for a little bit. Um, Look, they've asked questions and now he's tagging me and I'm trying to get yeah, me to ask them. <laughs> so, anyway, so I will put on some clinics this year. Um, no doubt. Um, but yes, we are actually considering, I've talked to a few people of doing, taking a small bite this year and doing some PRS type, I haven't figured a name for it, conventions um, in association with a couple of big matches that basically invite vendors out, um, have a tr free training clinics on or some sort of clinics. We, we haven't figured out the structure, but um, I'm expanding KM right now to kind of handle some of that load. Um, and combine it with matches. So guys can come shoot on Friday. Vendors can be there selling stuff. We invite the open public. They can shoot on Friday. They can come on Saturday, kind of witness what a PRS match looks like, 
and bring more people in the fold. And that would be a, a purist headed type thing. So I think we'll do a couple on the, on the east side, um, probably close to home where Jewel and I could control it this year and then open it up to match directors in 2021 um, once we proof the concept this year. So um, that, that's kind of letting the cat out of the bag a little early, but that's something Jewel and I are going to work on in January. So that sounds awesome. Yeah. So kind of along those lines, I have a question, which might be a loaded question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, so there are two schools of thought that I've heard. Um, and I'll, I'll go ahead and be honest. I'm one of the people that whenever I first wanted to learn this game, I didn't have anybody around that, that did it. And there were no matches close to me. So I just jumped in two feet and joined the pro series and went to matches, not having a clue what I was doing and fumbled along. Um, because if I was going to drive five, six, eight, ten hours, I was going to do a two-day match, not drive that far for a one-day match. But I've heard two schools of thought about the pro matches and that they should, some people feel they should only be for pros that are really good, that are established in the sport. And some people feel that it's okay for those like me who jumped in and didn't know what I was doing and kind of limped along for a little while because that's where I went. What is your take on new shooters? I mean, if you're going to have clinics, I think that's great to have those for new shooters and bringing them in. And I want to grow the sport. And I feel like, I don't know, that's my opinion. But I just was wondering your opinion on that. Yeah, so I think that's starting to die, which which is a good thing. But it was very um, relevant last year when I when Jewel and I kind of assumed, assumed the PRS. And, and I actually was taken aback. I'm like, oh, my gosh, guys look at the numbers like the shooters want to attend the one day matches and there's some that just go to one days so that's fine and there's some that just attend um the two days and there's some that there's a lot that do both so what whatever the market decides the prs is not going to get in the way so that's why we're doing the classification systems because the market is saying hey we have close to we have between 900 and a thousand prs members just for the pro series guess what that's shooters want to shoot this at all skill sets. So to do that is, I, I think a little, to think that way, I think is a little elitist. Um, I understand from certain perspectives why they think that they might want that, but that's also why we have the AG series now. Cool. So we have a little bit, we're covering all the bases all the way from the top, all the way to the newest shooters. Um, but having that, like absolutely not the market is, is there. And guys want to shoot two-day matches. They want to make a weekend of it. They want the prize tables. They want the, the, the bigger, better events. Okay, cool. We're, the PRS is going to give it to them. Um, that being said, we have 40, 40 matches or so. Well, guess what? There's 400 one-day matches. So, And it's growing. And we just had three clubs pop up on the radar yesterday. And then I got an email I got to an answer about, you know, Alaska. So, you know, there's a ton of stuff going on. Um, and, and, and those opportunities and shooters have all those options and they should be feel very welcome to absolutely shoot wherever they want what, and, and, at whatever level. A lot of guys like coming out and shooting against the best guys, you know, like who's the best in 19? Okay, it was Clay. All right, Clay's the best guy I want to go shoot with him. You know, last year it was, it was Brousseau. You know, the, five years ago it was somebody else. It was Wade. So, you know, that's always going to ebb and flow depending on who puts some more time in. There's there's 20 guys that can be at the top and there's always a flavor of the month um, and not taking anything away from those guys. Like, that's fine. Um, but, you know, guys want to shoot with those guys. And we're the only sport that really allows them to do that. So we don't, that's why the AG Cup is nested. AG Series is nested. So 
um, you know, those that that is a, a misnomer, and I wish people would stop thinking in those contexts. Guys, come out and shoot whatever series you want. You want to shoot both, do it, um, and have a good time. Well, I'll say I appreciate that I could jump in and shoot them because yeah, it's a long yeah. way to go for one day match. We need some close to me. South Carolina. Somebody start one in South Carolina. So speaking of that, we had somebody ask a while ago. We and guys, if we missed your question, we're sorry. There is a lot of you with a lot yeah, of questions. Just, post, just have them post it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you do have a legit question and we missed it, feel free to ask again. We had somebody ask um, if they have a match and they want to become a PRS match director. You know, I guess make their match a regional match. What do they have to do? Uh, all they gotta do is send me an email. It's that that simple. We'll welcome onto the team. We will have them do an application online, which is like three minutes, and I will put them in contact with the regional director, and we we'll get them in the fold. Awesome, and it's just Shannon at PrecisionRifleSeries.com. Yep. Any any email that you send to Precision Rifle, like I will see. Cool. Um, the American Rifle Series wants to know if the AG Cup will have an amateur classification. Yeah, for Ryan Hay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm swagging it. I don't know if it's him or not, but I, I, I honestly, I, I need to probably pay attention to what they're saying more. I think they're pretty funny. <laughs> they are pretty uh, funny. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I, I'm digging it. I mean, I don't, I don't see, you know, I don't play that the PRS game, but to me, I don't like, I don't see anything that I, that I don't like about where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to be just trying to pick it apart and just, well, where, all right, what if this, what if that, what if that? I mean, you can always do that, but, I mean, I'll, I'm digging where it's going. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I always, you know, it depends. Like I said, you're never going to please everybody, but I always dug the one-day one, one day matches. I always liked to be in and out. Work was always an issue. I didn't care for spending hotel money. I just wanted to shoot it and jet. I didn't care for the two-day matches. I mean, I would shoot two-day matches if I was shooting nationals or something else. I kind of expected it. It just came with the territory. But one-day matches <laughs> and something where I can drive to, pop in, pop out, and shit. Uh, some most of the time I didn't even attend the award ceremony because I would just either if I if I f- felt my performance was good I'll have someone tag the you know hey walk it for me or whatever pick up a plaque for me whatever it is or have the match director mail it to me I was in and out always man I was just I just had to be the work almost the next day so I'm like let's pop in pop out I love those one day matches so and if I wanted to compete you know you can always compare and compete against those guys there's always a way to do that based on the sport that you uh that you play but so far I'm digging it. Uh, any more live, Greg, unless we yep. can move on. Yep. I got another one. Um, we got a lot of new people, um, to the PRS watching, which is really cool. Um, and I hope all of you that are watching come and join us at a match sometime next season. Um, but Clint wants to know, um, equipment plays a part in determining your division. What tips do you have for a new shooter to determine which division or categories when first joining? Well, equipment doesn't necessarily play too much in your division other than the open product well i guess it does so i'm trying to figure out his context so it depends what he wants to shoot if he wants to get a a factory gun starting off he could shoot production and we need to talk about that we increased the production rule and i saw a couple questions about that to incorporate more of the um you know inflation alone since that rule is set it's probably close to 200 bucks so we needed to adjust that um and then you got the tactical. A lot of guys like shooting tactical, either from the challenge, their military backgrounds, law enforcement backgrounds, is what they what they deploy with potentially, um, and it, it gives them another niche. Um, 
then obviously gas gun, that's equipment too. You want to run a gas gun, come run it. You you want to run open where there's really, there's very minimal rules. You can come run, run open. Um, obviously the open has, you know, is a large part of the segment because people want to buy the best they can. People like to tinker with things and equipment. That's good for the sport and the industry, obviously. But it, it's really a, it, it's a shooter's choice. I mean, it's, it's what's your favorite pillow, you know? So Guys go out there and, you know, sign up for a membership and go support the industry and, and, and the sponsors that support you is, and um, go compete and do what's best. And, you know, with like most people, you'll have something six months later, you'll probably have something else. You know, it's yeah. kind of a sickness, which we, which we all enjoy. It goes, it goes kind of goes back to what me and Gray were talking about. Just show up to a match with what you got. Mm-hmm. And then you'll figure out and plenty of people will offer their advice like, hey, yeah, I think if you get a Glock 34, you get this, you know, throw a dot on it. You know, you might be, you might, you might hang in there a little bit better or whatever. You'll have plenty of opinions to throw your way. You'll figure it out as you go, but you compete with what you got until you figure that out. Borrow as many things, borrow guns, borrow equipment, see what you really like. And then who knows, you might end up in open when you really thought you can only compete with in production right now. You might end up a year from now, you're in open and you're balling and that, that's it. And you figure out that that's for you. All right. What else? We got? The in. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, I want to throw out before I forget this. Uh, we're trying the podcast thing. I know people are. We've done it. I've done it in the past. It was it. It was kind of short ran, um, but we're gonna try to get these shows the audio in some type of podcast format. I know people were asking about it. We're gonna give it another go. Um, I think we have plenty more resources and kind of new wave. I mean, we were fairly new to the whole po- podcasting. Wasn't even popping back then when we were trying. Um, but, you know, we're going to try to get it there. So for people who are asking, we're going to give it a try. Stay tuned for the Shooter's Mindset Facebook page and all that stuff. Uh, Instagram for news and updates as far as the podcast goes. There we go. Um, any, uh, as far as the club internal series, what's new with them this season? So the the, the club, which is now the regional as of last year, um, you know, that uh, that series is, is, is doing great and, it, and it's growing. Um, we got a new uh, Richard Drives, who's a new regional director in Rocky Mountain. And so we expect some big growth there. But really, the only kind of new add-on there is obviously the, the certain – and this will be a conversation between those regional directors, um, is, is adding those classifications in time um, as their membership grows. Um, and so that helps them promote that a little bit if, if their shooters want that. But really what we're doing for, you know, the 100-plus clubs we have on the website – um, a lot of these guys run their own internal clubs. So investing back into, you know, into the website for these guys, what can we do for these club guys is we basically have a program now that doesn't cost, but I don't know, four, eight match fees for the year for them is all their matches will be, if they want to do their own internal club series just for their club, which many of them already do, we're going to help them keep score and that score will count for their club regardless if they're PRS members or not. So if they're a PRS club and they want to come in and, and do internal series, well, on their, on their club page, they'll have their standings there done for them. So as they submit their scores for the regional series, those scores will go to the members and it'll be tallied. But if they just want to do scores for their entire club, regardless of membership, we'll count their scores for them as well. And that's a small fee for those guys. So I think a lot of clubs are requesting that. I think that'll work pretty well for them. 
Um, there we go. Let's kind of hit some of these live. Anything that we got that that's really. That's I'm having a, a hard one. time keeping up. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many today and then there's so many things thrown in here that yeah. are jabs at Shannon and if I read them all we'd be here until 2 a.m and I gotta work tomorrow so sorry y'all we should have a special edition tomorrow of just all the uh Shannon digs um ooh, that's a funny <laughs> yeah. one uh Swanee's one tonight by the way um someone want to know if there's gonna be any matches in Louisiana I know I saw that I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted by all this crap they're putting on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're laughing at the um, same thing I am. Any matches in Louisiana? So tell Richard I'm sorry. I, I always put an R in his name. But anyway, what was your question, Greg? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> are there, are there going to be any matches in Louisiana? Um, there's, yeah. I mean, you got Louisiana Precision Rifle um, Club, which is phenomenally organized. Um, there will be no two-day matches. We did not add any matches to the Southeast other than one in Virginia. Um, so, you know, on that, we did add a bunch of matches. We got – there were some matches that that drop, got dropped off, but Ken's running a match in Pennsylvania. We got a nice one by CNH and CNH and Federal in uh, in New Mexico. It's a place where we, we go animal hunting. It's super nice. And then NorCal's back in the fall. That's an invitational, so that's kind of a one-off a little bit. Oklahoma with Justin Watts, and then, like I said, that that uh, Virginia one, um, Arizona, which is coming up super quick, guys. So if you're shooting out in Arizona, or you're going to shot so like I am, I'm actually going to stop and go hit that match real quick. Um, and then uh, Clay, obviously with his Clay's cartridge company, has got a match in Oklahoma, and then um, you know we got another one in Kansas too, on, on top of all the other ones that are our main stage. So we got a, a full schedule, and it is. Um, it's good. It's good. Um, we have another good one here. Hold on. Let me go back to it. Billy wants to know, are there going to be any restrictions on equipment such as bags, pillows, tripod use, et cetera, for certain classifications or divisions, like the context being adding a level of difficulty maybe for the higher class? Uh, no, not, not at this time. So that would be complicated, I would think. Yeah, it, it's mm -hmm. super complicated. You know, the match directors don't want it as far as the PRS. You know, pe people got to understand the structure. There's always people that want all these things. We see this and that, and it, it inhibits the, the, the partnerships with, with obviously our sponsors. It inhibits growth and, and development. You know, and I can speak to that. I, 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 you know, train a bunch of SF guys, Canadian guys, but, you know, Fed guys. And you know, there's a there's a balance to what we're doing and what they're they're capable of doing or what they will deploy with, uh, given their loads and their the, the tactical aspect of it. So it, it's a good question. I understand it, but that's something the PRS is probably not gonna gonna, gonna mandate. Uh, as now, match directors they could do it, um, but um, that is probably that that is something we're just we're just not gonna get into. There we go. Cool. Uh, Travis wants to know if Nine Line is doing another cool shirt for 2020. Yeah, so I did. We just talked to them, and and we're working sponsorship, you know, vigorously here. Nine Line's back on board as our official apparel and and, and affiliate sponsor. So they're going to do all the shirts, and I think Koozies again. They're going to work that, and as we finalize the sponsorship, they're they're a huge partner of ours. You know, they're big supporters. It's you know obviously a veteran company, so it's near and dear to my heart. So they're back on board too. So we could expect where I think we're put out 15 March, but it'll most likely be ahead of that time. Um, just give us some time to work at and we'll get those codes. So as guys sign up for memberships, 
Cool. We'll announce your codes to you, Facebook, emails, all that, um, when that shirt is ready for production once we get all the sponsors on there and all that. Nathan wants to know what the youngest shooter's age range is and if you've seen an increase in junior shooters. So do you know what the um, youngest one we have shooting is? I, I, 11? I don't know. I've seen some pretty young kids out in some of these matches. The match directors would be better than that, but it gets younger and younger. It gets bigger and bigger. Gosh, these, these top guys, Luke and 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 um, you know, all these these kids are shooting so well now. Shoot very very well. You know, I, I you know, and so and then we got more females, more seniors. So I mean, the sport's grown. Um, you know, it's happy to we're, we're obviously ecstatic to f facilitate it. You know, with with the females and everyone coming in, it's becoming a family affair, becoming a boyfriend girlfriend affair. We got pregnant girls on the line. It's just getting out of control. So <laughs> it is. Um, it is. Uh, it, it's good to see the sport. You know, grow past it and get bigger than just that. You know, male. It's still male dominant, obviously, but um, it, it's good to, to 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 see it get more well balanced across the board. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, what's new for memberships in 2020? I know sales went live today. Everyone was posting about this membership and that membership. Um, and also heard about some new rewards possibly. Yeah, so we haven't, um, the, the rewards we expect to be be the same um, with, with some add-ons. So, and I think uh, a, a lot of guys, um, you know, we, we had some guys just beat membership to get the rewards and, and we had a lot of members use that it's a phenomenal way for the industry to, to be recognized give discounts to the shooters that are using their gear at a high level um and, and you know if you think about it if you're into to saving a buck um you know and, and you shoot components you build guns you're going to find something available to you on the rewards that are going to be able to um offset your membership costs completely so it's really and you get obviously the t-shirt koozie and all that stuff so and your score is tracked. And then you're actually supporting the community that actually organizes all this. Um, so it's um, it, it's really a no brainer, but all those memberships went live, they'll be on. And, and on that membership note, 30 days from today, if you shot a match, which there's many 2020 matches that have already happened, i.e. the finale was in October, November, and there's still one day matches. You have 30 days from today to sign up to get all those scores to count. Once January 2nd hits, um, you then we'll go to the standard seven-day grace period to sign up to get any scores to count. So if guys shop and they want the scores to count, they need to they need to do that quickly so we can manage that. So we went through some of the rules changes, um, but in 2020, what else is new? What changes to production? We talked yeah, about the so, classification system, but what about production? Yeah, so production, we just looked at the numbers. And then obviously, if you look at the sponsors that are supporting a PRS, especially compared to other precision rifle, you know, emulators or whatever, um, the sponsors that we have are, are significantly different. They're, they're, they're bigger, they're, they're, the, the brand association is, is, is proper. So it, they're paying attention. Um, and, and everybody wants, why well, everyone like, ah, production has such a small footprint. Well, it does, but it doesn't. Um, because everything that the PRS is doing is, the, the PRS is synonymous, synonymous with basically long-range shooting. So the influence is, is immense. Um, and we're looking at all these manufacturers. We're looking at inflation. We're looking at the production guns that are available. 
not favoring one industry or one um, manufacturer over the other. Um, and we want to get a, a more in line. And there's a bunch of guys in there at the mid level that want to make off the shelf rifles and they might be custom builders or they might be, you know, as big as Daniel Fence. They might be, you know, which, which, which is our official rifle um, um, sponsor for this year. And I think for next year as well. So we want to make sure we incorporate them. We want to keep up inflation and give shooters more options opposed to just what's the cheapest. It was never intended to be a new shooter category. It's never intended to be, you know, break your teeth on it. A lot of people do that and that's okay. But it just like pistol, I mean, um, you know, Anthony, you know, there's, I mean, isn't that the biggest class in pistol, the production class? Yeah, production. You know, go get a gun, pull it off the line and come compete. So we want to make sure we're incorporating all those guys that are, pay attention to the PRS, pay attention to the long range community. And so we, we increased that to 2,500, uh, I think almost unanimously um, in the committee this year. So guys will have $2,500 in gun manufactured, has to be publicly available, has to be on their website. And the same thing for scope, there's plenty of options. We felt very comfortable with the options at 2,000. So we did not change that um, based off what's on the market now um, available at 2,000. So we raised that slightly for this year. Um, yeah, there we go. Some, some quick announcements. And I know you guys are hanging on here. Plenty of live questions. We appreciate that, man. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Um, wanted to throw out there, uh, January, the first two weeks in January, we're reserving for kind of these, we, it's always kind of last minute. We always get some, uh, some companies who want to kind of come on the shooters mindset show and hype a new product or hype something that they have coming or releasing during the show. Um, we got two shows in January before actual SHOT Show um, that are still open. So if you know anybody, know any companies, um, if you're watching and you are that company, contact us. You can contact me at shootersmindset at gmail.com. Reach out to Jen, reach out to Greg. We got a couple shows lined up before January for those companies. Usually we do some special edition shows because everybody just kind of hits us up last minute. And we have like a show on Wednesday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, because we want to really get the show done for them. Um, so now's a good chance to kind of get those shows in and get them reserved for January. Um, the uh, 2020 Pro Series schedule was just released. What are the big changes from last year? Um, just those new matches that I mentioned. Um, the uh, And then obviously layering on those eight matches, those eight select matches for the AG Cup qualifiers, which are also Pro Series qualifiers. Um, we're starting to focus more, you know, out west, um, so we got our two uh, Canada matches. Um, and then, um, you know, we have, uh, you know, a lot of growth in the Northeast, you know, um, a bunch of new matches up there. Then obviously the West and then our, our normal strongholds. Um, didn't add anything to Southeast. We're happy with the numbers there. Um, but pretty balanced, much more balanced now that we had time to, to work it across the country. Um, and then, you know, what we haven't talked about as well, um is the international side we formalized that we've always had partnerships in international but we formalized that we're getting that going with south africa australia oregon board and work in the other european countries to, to tie everything into a much larger level so um it, it's good that we've had a year less than a year actually to, to kind of get everything going and it, it's rolling it's going good it's going well Somebody asked on there what the price is to get a PRS membership. So I know the Pro Series is 100. Can you just go through 
Pro yeah, Series is this, regional, AG Cup, what are yeah, the... So the... The Pro Series is a $100 membership, and obviously you get your discounts, T-shirt and, and koozie. Um, and then your scores track and, and, and build your club, build your profile on the website. Um, and then the regional is, is 140. If you want a combo, that's 125. So there's no change there. If you're going to shoot the, um, AG cup, it's another additional, uh, 150. And that funds basically goes to funding what the PRS is going to do for additional trophies and info checks and administrative managing it. And then obviously some some video that we're going to put to it. The the, the match directors are, are going to cost share in that a little bit. And then um, the AG Pro Regional is two seventy five. So you know most people still do the standard kind of combo at one twenty five. That's probably the base guys that are like hey I want to do the AG Cup. I want to do that. Like they're gonna they're gonna pay for it and they're gonna they're gonna try to go big. Um, which you know which I should. I mean it's gonna be fun. I mean it, it's it's a hobby so. You know, if you think about an additional 150 bucks and a little bit of gambling is, is you know, a good weekend in Nashville or any other city across the country. So um, I think uh, it's good. So no, really no change there other than adding the AG series membership to it. And then one question that's come through multiple times, I, I saw a couple people ask it. And I don't remember exactly how they had it worded, but was about the military Leo, Mill Leo division and questions about people shooting it they're not active um so i believe there's some changes to that so can you talk yeah about there that? was a there was a slight change so you know i know a lot of people you know they're you know when, when things happen on facebook it, it um you know i i don't see it but if someone sends you an email and there's probably a bunch of people out there if it's engaging and they come like hey here's an issue here's some discussion and then the most important part here's a recommendation I'll probably tell them, hey man, send me your phone number. I want to give you a call. Um, and it, it's just a, a a a proper way to get the best information and and using minds collectively. Um, but there was something that was brought up this year, and we didn't change it. There only be rules changed mid year unless it's absolutely something that was overlooked and cat catastrophic. But we won't move the goalpost until the end of the year. So this came up mid year this year. Hey, this, and it, it really was probably a personal thing, um, more so than a, a, a rule thing. Um, but there's, when it comes to, and as a retired military guy with, you know, that's been there and done it, um, I understand the emotions. I just don't get caught up in them. Um, but the, um, they wanted a little bit more clarification. So we clarified that rule, what actually classifies, classifies as a mill and military and, and law enforcement category not division you said Jen um and it was there was just some contractor speak and stuff like that and it got into rest powers it kind of got kind of got kind of silly so we took that to vote and the match directors obviously voted that and so that was a slight clarification sweet any more live here because we're done with the notes here we're just going to kind of clear up some live if we got them and then we'll kind of wrap this one up Greg you see any you just gotta unmute yourself, Greg, so we can hear you. Oh, um, someone wants to know. Got here late. Isn't the AG Cup by invite only? It is not. It has changed. So the only way to go to the AG Cup is through the AG Series and the PRS. So, and like I said, those guys got to shoot three AG qualifiers to qualify for 
the AG Cup, but obviously they could shoot the Pro Series simultaneously and get points for both as they're competing all year. Let's see. Talks Nine. about polishing heads, spinning cups. Head is Jack swimming. Daniels. Jack Daniels fire the official whiskey of PRS. These are DMs. Our DR. Yeah, I read all this stuff. Like you know, <laughs> I mean, she's man. They're making fun of my shine on my head. You know. I think those are compliments. <laughs> they said it was a sippy cup you're spitting in. Yeah. Don't let the kid well, drink out of it. Yeah. It, it does look like it does look yeah. like a sippy cup because I was questioning yeah. that myself. It's like without the topper. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So if you're a parent, you get the deal. But hey, you know what? This is this is the only time that someone's gonna sit me down for an hour and a half. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you guys got me. There we go. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I enjoy uh, Jack Daniels, but you gotta you gotta hit up the guys at PRS email. I'm sure they'll work out those sponsorship details. Yeah, you guys, right. everybody gets there. a glass. Everybody gets a glass of whiskey after the match is over. We'll be- there you go. Well, that was definitely my official whiskey of the PRS finale. That's for sure. <sighs> yeah. Other than that, uh, if we don't have any more, uh, I got a anonymous question in um, that wants to know about match directors restricting gear for an entire match and what the PRS's views on that are. Guys, that is is so the match directors are required to, to run a PRS match the, the PRS rules. They could they can't take away, but they could add to. So if a match director does that. If they, and they asked me about it, which they don't have to, I would counsel them against it just from a, um, just from a shooter, just from a business match attendance standpoint. Um, and at the end of the day, if, if there's something you don't like about the match, you know, the, the market will decide and the PRS pays attention to that market. There's, there's four or so matches that, that are on this calendar this year. Um, and you know it is what it is and and some of that's the market forces for for whatever reason i'm not going to get into it but you know if if you don't like that tell the match director hey i'm not going to go to your match because of it um but the prs is not gonna gonna restrict matches more than the rules that they are on the committee that they'll agree to gotcha somebody else asked any thoughts of making production class that requires production ammo um yeah it's been brought up but it, you know it, it it becomes an enforcement issue yeah um which is awful awful difficult yeah how are you going to prove what's in there right exactly so, um and i just don't think you know i would have to see production grow significantly before we even kind of considered that um and and with the cost of everything I, i'm always hesitant to introduce something to the, the committee that is will change match habits or um, at additional costs. Um, there's a lot of guys that shoot factory ammo and there's good factory. There's great, you know, whether it's Hornery Federal, and, you know, there's, there's private companies doing that stuff now. It's there, it's out there. And, and a lot of guys use it. Um, but I, I don't see it in the cards for us to dictate who's shooting what in any of our divisions anytime soon. Yeah, gamers gonna game, man. They're, they're, those rules are, there's stuff like that in the pistol world, man. And there's ways around it. You really, you really got to almost take the gun apart to find some of these parts that are illegal in production versus limited and et cetera. Et cetera. That could be a pain in the ass. And I, I, yeah, exactly. You would have to see the division grow to kind of start picking away at that type of stuff. Yeah. But I, I, I'm not going to say I'm, I've, I've played that game. I've, I've gotten away with it and it, it's, it, I don't know. 
but yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. It's it's all part of the game. Gamers in the game, right? You got to win. Gamer or try to win. Uh, what what else you got? Anything else, man? A lot of DMs. I know a lot of stuff coming in. Um, but we're at the hour and a half mark. Unless we're, I think we're going to wrap this up. We kind of skipped the discount corner stuff. I don't know. Most of the Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals, we're going to trump some of our discount codes at least this week. For the most part, um, anything else you guys want to hit on before we go? Good. Let's see. Pete said that he's going to shoot the one days at KM or anywhere, but might not shoot a two day match. What type of membership should I get? So, you should get the yeah, regional. Yeah, just get a regional membership. Get the forty dollars membership. You're just going to shoot the one days. You know, if you decide to shoot the, that's the the beauty about the membership, guys. You won't get the, the little discount that's there. But if you if you start and you just want to get the one day, um, and you're just going to shoot regional and you change your mind halfway through the year, as long as it's within seven days from a match, just go ahead and bump up and get that other me- membership to get your 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 points counted. Um, you know, we have these discounts, the points and the profiles, and you can see how you're shooting the classifications, all these things, you know, but it's, it's more than that. You know, the, the, the structure of, of the long range junior sports are, are, are flawed. You know, I didn't create it, um, but you're supporting, you know, and I'm not a union guy, but it's almost like those union arguments were like, well, if you're not a union, we're, we're negotiating and we're bargaining for, and you're benefiting from it. Like, Guys, be part of the team. You know, become a member, support the community that supports you, and and grow the scene together, and 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 assist it. And and um, you know, we love to have you. Um, and 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 come join us. You know, it, it's an open community. You're not going to find better people. And and you know, registration's live. And and um, come join us in 2020. It's going to be another banner year for us. And and you saw the differences between 18 and 19. And and I think those actions and, and performance speaks a lot louder than anything I can say. So come join us on the line. We'd love to have you. Any one of our matches. There we go. Uh, lastly here, and we'll kind of wrap this up with this. Uh, Shot shows right around the corner. Is PRS doing anything there? A booth, anything special? Nothing? No, we, we will be there. So if someone wants to link up with us, you know, send us a note. But we will be there thanking all of our industry partners and sponsors and giving some consulting for some of the newer ones. Um, I'll probably be around the GA booth quite a bit. I'll obviously be around the Swarovski and the, and the Kahalas booth quite a bit. Um, and you can send me a text and, and link up, but we will be there. I'm sure you guys might try to pin me for five minutes or whatever, but we will absolutely um, be, be tied up busy, but we want to touch as, as many people as we can and, and, and shake their hands. So we'll be there, but we will not have a booth. There we go. Good on live, Jan, Greg? I think so. If we don't stop it, we're going to be here forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, uh, y'all. <laughs> there we... Leave them up and maybe Julie and Shannon will answer some. No, so, I can't uh, even keep up. And there's 314 <laughs> comments. I think 90% of them are talking trash about me and my sippy cup. So we're good. You should have been 95%. trying to filter through them, Shannon. Me and Greg are like this, going That's through like, oh my God, what do we do? I hate talking about grass and all that stuff. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, this yeah. video, for those of you guys who don't watch it live, we will post it on the YouTube side of things. So you can always re-watch it if you just missed it live, your schedule didn't coincide. Uh, go on to YouTube side. We're going to try the podcast thing here. Greg's kind of leaning that thing. Um, we had great success with it uh, when I did it. Um, you, for some reason, you can always uh, – the, the, the listener count is really – awesome over on those uh, streaming services so we're going to try it see how it goes stay tuned for that 
other than that, we can kind of wrap this one up as far as shout outs. Jen, what do you have? Well, George Gardner, I have to read his comics. He's been tagging me like 50 comments. <laughs> he says to tell you, don't chew and talk, you bald ass python. <laughs> no, I know, but like, I'm looking at this little screen that you guys tell me about. It's way unprofessional. And you're like, every time I do it, I'm not supposed to be on the screen. I see someone else highlighted. That's why I asked you before. So I guess I messed that up. <laughs> yeah okay so shout out shout out to mcmillan stocks my beautiful gun right there i don't know if you can see it now that i had to redo my computer but yep beautiful gun um that's the a10 so check out mcmillan stocks uh night force optics warren scope mounts under uh industries for your jerseys and hoodies and all that good stuff Check them out. Shooters of Augusta and Sharpshooters of Augusta here locally. Uh, phone scope, HD gold, GSL suppressors to keep me civilized, um, and Spartan Precision rifles. Um, Greg, what do you got? I have Shooters and Sharpshooters of Augusta, where I'm heading tomorrow to go get ready for my match this weekend. Overwatch Defense for an awesome Cerakote job. PDC Custom for a real sweet rifle chassis available in the beautiful lime green back here um ndz performance to build a really sweet gucci glock for not a lot of money phone scope uh shooters world propellant and hunters hd gold Boom, there you go shannon any shout outs before we go no guys we're, we're working our sponsors we you know and we got a bunch but obviously you know kahalas and all our affiliates and you know mvt and we talked about you know nonliners and, and all our production you know um you know Everyone that's on our website, I want you to go to check it out. Let's give you those discounts to support it. The PRS would not function without those, those, those partners. So it, it, like they, it, we would not exist because of the member space doesn't support whatever. That's why I say go buy a membership because we're heavily dependent on those sponsors. So make sure you consider those guys and, and get with me. I know there's a bunch of questions on here. Um, and, and, um, Get guy and they're getting lost in the 332 comments. But if guys want to send us an email, go to the website, send us an email. We'll get back to you. Leave your phone number in there. And I, likely I'll call you. They're so, very responsive. I will yeah. say that. So mm -hmm. we, we will answer your email within 24 hours, if not that same day. If you leave your phone number, it's likely I'll call you while I'm driving to, to put time back on the clock. But um, all the my buddies that are talking trash in those 333 comments, they could pound sand. But um, <laughs> and I love them. But the serious guys that have questions, um, you know, just have them get with us. We'll, we'll put you in the right direction. You know, we'll get you, we'll get you with answer your questions, help you out. We want to grow the sport at all levels, one at a time or thousands of time. That's what we're here for. Cool. I got a um, few more shout outs that came in through the comments. Um, we definitely got a shout out to Swanee's Comp Gear. Um, if you've not shopped with him, it's pretty much the best place ever, and he's pretty much the coolest guy ever um fairly pretty much pretty much yeah let's right. see what what was the other one there's another one. Oh yeah and shout out to shannon and julie for making the prs what it is and kind of growing it for all of us watching well i'll pass it on Julie. i appreciate that um uh some shout outs in high end here before we go um shooters mindset uh 2020 sponsors we're currently talking to some companies if you're one of those companies who want to kind of get in on it uh, you can always email me on the shooters mindset at gmail.com. Okay. We also do a discount corner, which we, uh, we didn't do here, but it's been getting s smaller and smaller here, but we had a lot of live questions. We want to cater to those that show this show was 
really the live questions here for Shannon and the new PRS thing. So we want to kind of cater it to that. Um, if you're not watching, if you're watching on the live uh, stream here, be sure to give the Shooter's Mindset Facebook page a like. Um, if you're watching over on the YouTube side of things, give us a subscribe right below the video. There's a yellow box. Subscribe every Tuesday, at least for the, uh, at least for this end of the year. And then I'll be shot show. It always explodes. We got a new guest every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, quick shout out to the folks over at Tandem Cross for your 22 uh, needs and still challenge needs. Definitely thanks to Shannon for coming on for another show, spending his time here. Uh, folks over at Rise Armament, fantastic ARs and uh, AR style uh, accessories. And Terran Tactical Innovations for their support and their high, high speed gear over there. And that'll do it for episode 279 of the Shooter's Mindset. Thank you guys for tuning in tonight. And we're out of here. And Ryan Hay says, bye Magneto Speed. <laughs>